Welcome back to Citizen the Pod. It's your girl, Kina Zantel. I'm hoping all my patriots out there are getting energized and ready to vote on November 6th. I know many of you should be aware that the deadline to register to vote for the November 6th midterm election is coming up, coming upon us quite quickly in quite a few different states. I believe Pennsylvania is the, the sixth. I believe New York is the seventh or the eighth. But if you don't know, you should definitely go ahead and Google that information and find out when the deadline is and make sure that your tribe is registered to vote. Again, you know how we do it, Citizen the Pod. I got a guest, I got a homie on the line ready to talk about how we need to be investing in ourselves, our communities, and the candidates that we want to see. The Black Chamber of Commerce just did a report that basically said that Black entrepreneurship is up and that it's booming. So I need all of us to take advantage of this climate, okay? I need all of us to just decide to want to be a part of this moving thing. Now, first off, don't just go quitting your job tomorrow. (laughs) You may want to take it a little bit slower than that. I understand the Dame Dash model, go big or go home, but Damon John said, sometimes it's better to just work hard, grind it out, keep your job and work on your dream because that way you're learning from your mistakes. You're taking those skills and getting experience it, it, it takes to be successful out here on these streets. I don't know who's better to listen to. They're both millionaires, but we're going to talk to my friend James, who's on the line, who's going to tell us about how to take our dreams to a next level all right james how you doing hey i'm doing great how are you i'm doing good i'm excited to have you on the show this is a pivot for me usually i'm talking solely about politics but money plays an important role in politics fundraising is important and making small donations is important and how do we do that by creating black wealth creating black businesses so let's talk a little bit about it tell the folks a little bit about yourself Oh, that's a tough one. A little bit about myself. Well, I am from Buffalo. Um, I have a few degrees. I have an undergrad in accounting. I have an MBA and I have a PhD in business organizational leadership, all but dissertation. Um, nice. I own 12 businesses. Oh. And yeah, I'm not sure if you knew that or not, but yeah, I own 12 businesses. And um, I, I dabble in everything economic. So from my water business to my fashion line to real estate. I'm always interested in the finances of it because at the end of the day, that's what we have to rely on is, are those numbers. Right. So each one of my businesses is its own entity, but I make sure I'm well-versed in the finances of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in Atlanta. Um, so it's, you know, I love it down there. Absolutely mm-hmm. love it down there. It's it's an opportunity to for everybody that looks like me, sounds like me, can actually progress like me. And we mm-hmm. all help each other. We all help each other. There is no crab in a bucket mentality, if you will. We mm-hmm. all like to say, okay, well, you know what? You're doing good. Let us do good. So that's kind of my story in a nutshell. That's awesome. So how do you stay, how do you, how do you stay focused on taking these businesses to the next level because it sounds like you you're you're not you don't feel like you're 
pulling yourself in too many different directions, spread a little too thin? How do you stay focused? I have a good team around me. So everything I do, I always say, okay, well, this is good. I can I can capitalize on this, but who can help me run this? Because uh-huh. this person needs to help me run that. So if I'm focusing on this, I don't have to worry about that. So everything that I do, I'm always shifting my mindset. I never let one business interfere with the other business. So if I'm working on a client that has the MBA license, I'm not focused on my water business because they don't, the two doesn't correlate. Uh-huh. So I don't have to worry about my mind drifting off about this because I'm not talking about that. Right. And if I do talk about that, I just text one of my partners, hey, this needs to be handled by you because I'm doing that. Right. So I always have to have a good team around you. And a good team has to understand that there is no one leader in a bunch of a bunch of followers. Not we all leaders. Right. I can't if I if I'm doing this with the water, but as you know, this week I'm in Buffalo. I uh-huh. can't do things in Atlanta right now. Right. So my partner's taking care of that. Mm-hmm. They, they call me today. Hey, we have a, a huge vending opportunity to be into the vending machines of, with the next opportunity next to Coke. Cool. Mm-hmm. I can't be there for that. So they got that. Right. So you, got, you have to have a nice team to make sure that you're capable of handling everything without being bogged down. Right. I mean, that, that cliche phrase, there is no I in team. It takes a, you know, a village to raise a child, raise an idea. So, I mean, I totally get what you're saying. So I kind of talked a little bit about these conflicting ideals. You know, should someone decide to, you know, quit their job and just run towards their dream or should they keep a job? Now, I want to say that for those who know a little bit about me, know that I have done both. Like right now, I'm in a I'm in a position in my life where I've decided to go back to work in order to fund the dream. But I've also been that person who was able to, I had a business that I recently closed down that, hey, it was open for two years and it did well in that time. But I decided to go in a different direction. So I feel like I've done both. But what's your take on that? So someone just decide to give it all they got and focus all their energy on their dreams and quit a job? Or should they kind of, you know, go the slow and steady route? You know, I'm glad you asked that. And people got it messed up. Okay. People got it messed up. Simple. So here's the thing. Whenever you want to go and do a business, we are already behind the eight ball because we don't know what we're doing. And I say we as black people, we don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're, everyone has a great idea, right? So, you know, being in, in the accounting field as well, I ask everybody, everyone who has a business, I can answer the question for them. So I'm setting them up for failure. I'm setting them up for failure on purpose. Mm-hmm. I want them to know you're already behind the eight ball. Right. right? They don't like you. So mm-hmm. if you're trying to step into their territory, they're not going to help you. So mm-hmm. I ask every person I talk to, do you have a business? Either they say yes or no. If the answer is yes, I say, let me guess. You have an LLC, don't you? They always say, absolutely. So then I say, okay, cool. How How is your LLC taxed? I don't know. Why do you not know how your business is taxed? Real. Okay. That's the first problem. The mm-hmm. second problem is if you want to go out and quit your job and handle everything that you want to handle and basically saying, I'm going to make this work by hell or high water, you got to do it the right way. And the right way is having your business set up and while you're working that W-2 job, invest in business credit. Mm-hmm. When you invest in business credit, 
your issue doesn't become, I don't have the money to pay the bills. Now it's like, you know what? I have this business credit. Okay, cool. My personal credit, if it's not good, fix your personal credit. Now your business credit can go out and get $100,000, $200,000 in actual capital without having to worry about a million people telling you no because your business credit is established. If you okay. if you need a personal guarantor, you become your own personal guarantor because you're, you mm-hmm. fixed your credit. So now your credit score is in the 700s. Now, if you're focusing on quitting your job, that tells me you have the mentality to become an entrepreneur, but you may not have the knowledge to become an entrepreneur. So right. I tell everybody, if you pay federal taxes, go exempt. Go exempt on those federal taxes. Use that money to empower your business. Build that business up right. off of the federal tax because it's a write-off anyway. So at the end of the year, right. when we sit down, you're going to get the same dollar amount, if not more, back on your taxes because now we have bigger write-offs. So Interesting. to your point, absolutely, if you're going to quit your job, if that's what you want to do, do it the way to where you're protected because once you quit your job, you have no net to catch you when you fall. And the problem about falling, you will fall until something stops you. That something may be bankruptcy. It may be homelessness. It may be right. reality. Right. But none of those things like you. Mm. That's the reality of it. Interesting. So how does one go about creating business credit? If all right, YouTube is great for points, uh-huh. right? Okay, what is business credit? Go to YouTube. They're going to explain it in theory, in detail, but at the end of the day, you don't really know how to do it, right? You need to get mm-hmm. with someone who understands that. So you can sit down with him or her and they can actually build your business credit up. Now, in a nutshell, business credit, you have to get your DUNS number. You have to build your DUNS number out. Your DUNS number is issued by Dun & Bradstreet. You have to get your Experian mm-hmm. business credit. You have to get your Equifax business credit. You have to understand what a Paydex score is. You have to understand what makes your paydex score effective? You have to understand that as a business, as soon as you get these things established, no one's going to report for you. This is not this is not personal credit. Everything is reported for you. Business mm-hmm. credit, you have to report yourself for the most part. So let's, t- let's take an example. You and I are doing business mm-hmm. together, right? Right. You call me. You said, James, I want to do business. I want, to, but I need credit. I can issue you a trade line with whatever I see that you need, whatever I deem possible, you can get a trade line from me of 100000 to a $1 million. Why not? There's nothing stopping me. So by mm-hmm. doing that, you call Dun & Brad, you say, hey, this company, whichever company I give you, this phone number, they're my vendor. They will call me. They being Dun & Brad will call me. They say, do you do business with King? Yes, or whatever business name you have. What is your credit limit with her? I issued her a credit line of $500,000. What are your payment terms? Net 30. Has she ever been late? No. What is the highest credit limit? What's the highest limit that she's ever owed you? $500,000. All these numbers, I'm telling them. There's no Mm -hmm. one that's going to verify this but me or whomever is on the other line. Right. Now, with business credit, you can only establish a Dun & Brad with another reporting agency that reports to Dun & Brad. So my company has to be reporting as well as your company because now we both are validated. Right. So by doing that, now, if, if you want to get an American Express card, for example, American Express pulls your business credit and you do this, you don't need three vendors, 
three vendor trade lines on your business credit to establish a paydex score. Your paydex mm-hmm. score is equivalent to your credit score for those who don't, is not getting that correlation. Okay. Your paydex score goes from zero to 100. Anything over an 80 paydex score is great. So if I give you three vendor trade lines from each one of my companies, right, from three of my companies, now you have a paydex score that's well over an 80. I'm giving you trade lines of 500,000 apiece. So mm-hmm. now if you want that American Express black card or you want that unlimited whatever card and they pull your business credit, they say, oh, they're used to handling half a million dollars, a $1.5 million. I can give them mm-hmm. an unlimited credit card. They're good. Or a bank, mm-hmm. a bank is going to say, oh, I can, I can lend them 200 grand. Yeah, because their history has shown that they actually proved that. And mm-hmm. all of that is being validated by you and your own vendor sources. So when you say, how do you build business credit? You use the people that you know that have businesses and you sit down and you build business credit amongst yourself. And then wow. grow from there. Okay. Okay. So is there any tip that you would give? Uh, like, what, what do you think? What is like a, the first thing an entrepreneur should do when they start their business? Like, what's the first thing to do? It's a great question. The first thing you should do is talk to a professional that understands what you're trying to do. So a, okay. a lot of comp- a lot of people come to me and they say, hey, James, I want to start a business. And I was thinking about starting, you know, whatever business. So my first question is, OK, well, let's register your business. What state? And they say, well, whatever state they live in. I say, well, why? Because I live there. I'm like, that's a dumb reason to do anything. The average person does not live where they were born at. So what makes you think your business has to be where you're at? It doesn't. Okay. So the first thing we need to do is sit down and figure out which state is going to benefit you the most. If you come to mm-hmm. me and you say, hey, I want to open up a casino, yeah, I'm not going to recommend Delaware. I'm going to recommend Nevada, right? Mm-hmm. But if you come to me and say, you know what? I, eventually, I want to go public. I want to go public and I want to offer pre-IPO in two years and go IPO in three years. Then I'm going to mention Delaware because 65% of companies on NASDAQ is in Delaware. So that tells right. me that state protects companies like that. But if, mm. you, if you tell me, no, I'm going to stay private. I'm going to stay private and I really hate paying taxes, right? I'm going to say Wyoming. They're the only state that truly has no state taxes. Every state, right. your Nevadas, Texas, and Floridas, they don't have any state taxes to a certain extent. But there are state issues that they come around where you have to pay, where Wyoming truly has none. Okay. So, you only have to register with the state or actually be let that state know you're doing business within that state if you have a brick and mortar facility. If you are online, if you have an online business and you're just drop shipping or if you're just doing whatever you're doing online, that state has no ties to tell you how much money to pay them in taxes. Doesn't work that wow. way. That, which is why none of these states like Amazon. Because Amazon... <laughs> right, because I was about to say, that's why Jeff Bezos is worth $350 billion or something crazy. Correct. So what Amazon did is said, okay, cool. You think I got to pay you? Take me to court. Fight me. Basically, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Amazon. You're just little peon states. But I don't, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me if all of you guys gang up on me because what state am I in? The only state Amazon is truly in is the state that they have brick and mortar buildings at. So they have brick and mortar buildings in Georgia. So they have to pay state taxes on those buildings in Georgia. But mm-hmm. if I buy something in New York and they're not in New York, I am responsible for paying those taxes, but I, whatever I buy, Amazon's not. 
Mm. So the internet spawned the Amazon rule. Right. Which is why even even with my water, as popular as it's getting, I'm drop shipping everything. Okay. I don't have a brick and mortar location. So when Kroger calls me to pick up my water, okay, it's coming right from the manufacturer to Kroger. It never touches me. So what I gotta pay you taxes for? Sounds nice. Right. I'm not paying you. And if you don't like it, if you don't like it, I'll pull Amazon into my case against you that you're trying to get money out of me. Because now mm-hmm. when you're in business, the business community has your back because what you do, I'm mocking you. So if right. I'm wrong, you're wrong. Right. So I can right. actually say, based on Amazon law, blah, 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 you can't do this because if I have to pay, then I'm going to make them pay. And they don't want to pay either because they got to pay a lot more than I got to pay. Yeah. So you had mentioned early on, you know, a lot of people just go ahead and set up LLCs. Mm-hmm. And I guess not understanding that there are nuances to an LLC structure. What what are those nuances? Because you mentioned, you know, you're an LLC, but you don't know how you're taxed. Mm-hmm. So does that mean there are different kinds of LLCs? Not different kinds of LLCs, but there are different ways to tax anything. I'm sure you heard of the analogy, there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? Yes. So if you're an LLC right now, straight up, any, let me back up for a second, any business that's created has the right the right to tell the IRS how they want to be taxed. If you don't, you have 75 days to do this. In theory, you have an infinite amount of time to do it. But if you don't do it within 75 days, you have to fill out more paperwork, which is here nor, okay. it's here nor there, but it can be done. Mm-hmm. If you don't do it, the IRS is going to revert to the best way to tax for them. Okay. So as a single member LLC, which is one person creating an LLC, average person they say oh i went to legal zoom i went to secretary of state i'm good i'm covered okay so you paid your little fee but you don't even know what you're doing you're not covered because when i say how are your tax you say i don't know that means i know because that tells me the irs already set you up for failure you don't even know they set you up for failure mm-hmm. so is this a, before let me jump one question is that a sole proprietorship it is taxed like a sole proprietorship but it's not a sole proprietorship okay, yeah, okay. it is so okay what I was, I advise people, hey, what do you want to be taxed as? And don't do it yourself. And everything is not made to do it yourself. Because if you do it yourself and I got my LLC, I pay my $100 or $200, I got my LLC, I save money. You think you save money until so you file your taxes. Right. In the, in the long run, it comes back to bite you. Absolutely, it does. 100% of the time. Mm. So mm. This, this is what I tell people. Rule, rule number one in business. If you're filing a Schedule C on your taxes, you're already on the radar to be audited. It just it just hasn't been your turn yet. Okay, interesting. Now, what's the Schedule C for all those who don't know? I hate to put it like this. That's the schedule that they use to trap people into think they're protected by having a business, but you're not. Schedule. So C, someone can. Is that mean someone can sue you? Is that what that you means, mean by protected? When I say protected, when I use the word protected, yes, someone can sue you. Think about it like this, right? You become an LLC and you do hair. Right. So what Mm -hmm. that tells me is, okay, cool, you're LLC. So but your automatic filing status is that of an S I mean of a sole prop or a sole proprietorship. So when you're filling Mm -hmm. out your Schedule C, all of your business information goes on there and then your write offs and everything like that. So if I go to sue you, 
that means I have to pull your personal taxes because that's what you filed your business on. Why uh-huh. in the world do you want the world to see your personal information? From mm-hmm. you, you don't. So try to sue me. You first of all, you can't sue James Williams because James Williams doesn't is not allowed to be sued because I'm protected by all of my businesses. So you want to mm-hmm. sue one of my businesses, you go after the business, but it's going to stop. As soon as you get to that page that says Schedule K-1, it's none of your concern. Your concern is that mm-hmm. 1120S. So go sue that. But I'm protected because I am not breaching what they call the corporate veil. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. They see, like, so this is why I'm, I'm, you know, the next question is, it's so important to network. Like, how important is it to be networking with other business professionals? It's very important. The problem with people is they believe by networking, it makes them weaker because mm. people, people, people be become offended if they don't know. But shoot, I tell people every day, I wasn't born with this. I didn't just wake up like, Hey man, listen, I'm two years old. I can talk now. Mom, you did everything you can do. Check this out. I had to learn like everybody else had to learn it, you know? So right. and I'm learning every day. I talk to people like yourself and, 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 and Brittany, and I talk to you guys because I don't know politics. So mm-hmm. I'll sit down with you guys and you guys will run gamuts around me. Why would <laughs> I sit there and pretend like I know more than you when I don't? Mm-hmm. So this is, this is what I believe. And this is how I, I actually operate. If you've made or anybody on this planet has made one more dollar than me, and anything that you're talking to me about, I cannot give you advice on that. You made more money than me. How can I tell you how to make more money? I can't. Uh-huh. I can never tell you, hey, you know what? You want to run a campaign? This is what you do. I've never run a campaign. Right. I've never made a dollar. No one has ever gave me money to run a campaign. How can I tell you? Okay. Right. And that's the problem. People aren't self-aware enough. Mm-hmm. So when you're not uh-huh. self-aware, you're setting yourself up for failure because you feel I know more than this person because this person is whoever. When, right. when in fact, if you're self-aware, I know what I know, but you know more than me. So you and I become partners. Though I know what you know. Great. Yeah, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Hey, I know what you mean, man. I know what you mean. I've 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 been blessed to meet some really great people who've had knowledge in a plethora of areas. And if it wasn't for being, you know, being building those relationships and being able to make those phone calls. I would be so much worse off. So mm-hmm. I, I agree with you there uh, in so many ways. Um, you know, government and politics and business is extremely intertwined. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the tax code to, you know, are they going to raise your taxes or lower taxes when a certain group is in office or in power, um, you know, and just creating a fate you know can government create a favorable business climate so would you say that 45 the president the the man whose name i will just just do not even like uttering do you think he's created a um you know a a favorable business client it's climate especially for black entrepreneurs i do i i honestly believe he has Mm. the problem is he has a lot of very good information. The problem is he doesn't doesn't deliver it well. So people, I'm sure every everyone's mama said it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Right. So the dude now now I'm only speaking from business and, and how to conduct it as far mm-hmm. as what he's done. Cause 
all in all, I mean, no, he's not a good president. He's not a good person. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's a bad person. So I'm just speaking on a very finite number of points. That's right. It. Like, <laughs> you know, so from a so what he's done from a business standpoint is he, again, followed the leader, right? In business, we're all together. So in business, Trump is my fellow businessman, even mm-hmm. though I think the dude's a jerk. But mm-hmm. he's also your fellow businessman, which means whatever he's doing, if you do what he does, you're just as protected as he is. So right. everyone's saying, I want to pay. I don't want to pay taxes like Trump. Well, first of all, you don't make a billion dollars, so you can't. You have to live in your reality. Your mm-hmm. reality is if you want to do what he did, get a business that allows carryover losses and lose a lot of money and carry it over until that number hits zero. That's all he did. He just mm. did it on, with, with, on a bigger scale. Right. So, yeah. And also him lowering the top tax bracket for companies to down to 21 percent. Are you serious? Yeah, listen, you just saved 14 to 18 percent on federal taxes. Absolutely. He set you up for greatness. The problem is the average person doesn't understand the corporate tax law. So they're just as confused as that. It's like, oh, well, you know what Trump did is this or what he did is that. Yeah, he did. However, you have to look at how he benefits you and take advantage of that, because all in all. He doesn't like you. He really doesn't like you. Mm-hmm. He really he likes himself. He's a, he's a mm-hmm. narcissist to the to to the fullest to the core. So if <laughs> if he if he likes himself, everything he's doing is for self gratification, which means you have to look at what he's doing and say, I want to do business. I need to follow that because I want to pay twenty one percent taxes. I don't want to pay more than that. And trust me, you don't. Right. You know. So yeah, I think from that aspect. He has set up a positive platform. Everything else is just like it's falling apart. So have black entrepreneurs gained more access to bank loans? No. And and so, I mean, because I'm thinking like in terms of banking, have we seen an improvement under this administration? Absolutely not. It's not a, it's not, and this is actually not 45's fault because what he did is actually loosen up the guidelines for those bank loans. So he's actually helping entrepreneurs more than you think. Okay. Um, so what 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 Obama did, he tightened those guidelines because of what happened in 08. Right. He had no choice. I mean, let's just be honest. I bought, mm-hmm. At 26, I bought a quarter million dollar house because I said I made a lot of money. Right. Whether I did or not is irrelevant. They never asked for proof. Right. It was like, oh, quarter million dollars, 26, you look like you're smart. Here. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had to tighten it up. So by Trump loosening it up, it, it allowed us to try to get more money, no question. Absolutely. However, the guidelines are still in place that we have to adhere to. Black mm-hmm. people for on average don't adhere to these guidelines because your credit is not good enough. Right. And if your credit is good enough, you don't understand you don't want these type of loans on your credit. Ever, you take mm-hmm. you take two hundred grand and put it on your credit. That's a mortgage that you got to pay off in five years. Do you really want yeah. it on your credit? You don't. Right. Now, let's hypothetically say you can pay that. Your your credit still becomes overloaded because now your debt to income ratio is about to become a factor. Yeah. So that's why you want it in a bit in business world is one hundred percent opposite from personal business. Mm. They don't care about how much debt you have. You had a a billion dollars in debt. Great. How much, how much, what's your revenue? 
oh, right. My my revenue is five million, and you want to borrow one million. That makes sense. Cool. Here, here, have more debt because they understand debt. You need debt to operate in the business world right. until you become your you know your your Googles or your Apples or whatever. But personally, yeah, try that personally. Try it. Right. Really? That's why. That's why forty five <laughs> said I loved it. Right. I loved it because at the end of the day, you don't have to pay debt. I tell Damn. people, listen, I've had a plethora of conversations about bankruptcy and I have these with black people because black people are set up. We're set up to fail. Uh-huh. Anything that's good for you, we're told is bad. So, okay, cool. I asked I, I ask a person, hey, you filed bankruptcy. My credit's messed up. Your credit's already messed up. You, you got a 406. What are you going to buy? Right. I was going to say my credit for seven years. So you telling me right now you have a seven-year plan to not file bankruptcy and get out of this mess you're in now, I highly doubt it. Because you mm-hmm. don't make enough money to. Now, filing bankruptcy, in theory, you get rid of all of your debt, you pay nobody back, and your credit is messed up. But your credit's already messed up. Everybody knows someone that fixes credit. And anyone that fixes credit will tell you, getting a bankruptcy off your credit is a lot easier than getting an active account off your credit because bankruptcy right. bankruptcy courts are not set up to verify bankruptcies. So they may verify the first time, but if you ask them more in-depth questions like, did this person actually come down? Did you actually see him? Is this person actually holding this bankruptcy in your file? They can't answer that. They're not set up for that. So they just stop answering and it comes off your credit mm. and you have no more debt anyway. Interesting. It's a lot easier to file bankruptcy to get your credit score to a 750 than it is trying to do it your way. And not your way as in you, but your way as in the average person. Wow. Well, look, citizens, I know that I just learned a whole lot from listening to James talk about just these look, these about credit and businesses and how to operate in 2018 under a Trump presidency. I mean, it's just, it can be a lot and it can be a little daunting, but go out here and find someone to talk to. I'm hoping that that is what you really got from this show. If you couldn't understand everything that we talked about, go out there and talk to a professional, get out here and network with like-minded people who are going to be willing to, lead you in the right direction even when they don't have the answers james how do folks get in touch with you um in order to like in order to learn more uh, you know especially about taxes and starting up businesses are you on social media i am on social media um i'm not as active as i should be because i mean you know my life i'm like exceedingly too busy mm-hmm. um but they can always call me on my cell phone and just mention you otherwise i'm going to say i don't know you so now, are you come. sure you want to give your cell phone number out? You sure you just don't want to drop them in the inbox on Facebook or something? We could do that. It doesn't really matter to me. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm here for the people. Oh, okay. Well, so cool. it doesn't, yeah, it's easier to, you know. Let the people know how to reach yeah. you. Go. So my cell phone number, this is my personal cell phone number. It's 678-464-0392. All that I ask is that you send me a text first. Hey, this is such and such. I heard you through Kena, so I know who you are. Other than that, you know, it's going to be me trying to figure out who you are, and okay, you know, it takes too long. Also, I would like to go, let me ask go you. Go ahead this. and let the people the people put citizen the pod. 
I heard you talking to Keenan Dantel. I'm trying to get that business knowledge. Okay, people send that text message. Where else is there an email address? Um, Instagram, Facebook, any of that they should know. It, it is, but um, it's I, I'm not really active on it as I should be. Okay, because I, it's, you're easier. The easier is to reach me through someone that I know, like yourself, or okay. hit me direct. And I will say one last thing is the biggest thing in business is partnerships, right? So if you want to own, I don't know, I'm just going to throw something out. If you want to own a medical practice, you don't have to go to medical school. You have to partner with somebody who went to medical school. So once you become a partner, you automatically encompass every title that they have is now yours. Mm. So just throw that out there. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. You just need to find someone who who owns the wheel and now you own the wheel. Right. Or a piece of the wheel. That's it. Something like that. That's it. Um, well, folks, y'all know how to reach me when you're trying to reach James. So you can hit me on Facebook at Kina Zontel. You can hit me on Instagram at The Surge 2018. You can hit me on Twitter at Citizen the Pod and at The Surge 2018. I'm hoping that you all have become a little bit more enlightened. I know I have a ton of friends. We're all entrepreneurs in our different ways and in different areas. We all just feed off each other all the time. Um, if you all know my, you know, I know my spiel. We don't have no power and no place and nowhere to go if we don't start getting out here and vote. If we don't become entrepreneurs and start investing in our communities, start investing in candidates who are actually planning to move our dreams and our needs forward, um, you know, I'll be making donations and talking about that before the November 6th midterm elections because there are just some candidates that I know that I want to see win out here in these streets. Um, the midterm elections is around the corner. So if you're not registered to vote, if your tribe is not registered to vote, I suggest you get out here and Google for that deadline because it is upon us. Um, and yeah, James, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you. My pleasure. I'm glad you had me. And again, folks, let's get it together. We can send 100,000 men and women to war. We can send 100,000 citizens to vote. This was Citizen the Pod.